Who's that clomping on my cobbles? This week on Hapless Heroes. It is a homophone for a hamster. It's a different subject. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. I'm Francesco, and I'm your host and DM. We, can fin- we continue our adventure in time, this time uh, in a very different uh, way than the last attempt. Uh, but before we get to that, let's introduce this wonderful cast of characters. They are, you know them, you love them. Zero, playing Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening. Nicole is Boris the Butcher. Hi there. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. All right, all right. Zach as Pregnart. Albert, you don't know what you're missing with these pocket sausages. And John as Lord Jarrell the Light. I'm sure you couldn't possibly be in that much trouble, Philbert. Mike, a.k.a. Lord and Captain Quinn South, will be returning with us next week. But for right now, Quinn is enjoying a wonderful, relaxing spa day in the penthouse suite at your room at the Garden Inn, which you've now acquired a day early. Um, last time on the show, you guys had convinced Filbert to work with you. You kind of started to explain to him the machinations of time travel and the significance of you being there in Ool in the past to try to figure out what you're trying to stop. It's very overwhelming for the kid, but he did explain to you a little bit about what his whole plan was for the convergence and what's supposed to happen. And apparently a little Modron named 33 Cubed told him how to do all that. Um... It was kind of counting on him, it seems like, almost, to do that because he was trying to find his way home. I guess this convergence seems to be significant for a lot of different folks. I mean, to the common folk, it's just a cool celestial event that's happening that everyone gets to watch. But for the rest of you, it's kind of, it's, uh, well, it's a lot more, there's a lot more connotations there that you know, no one else really seems to understand. Hell, do we even, do we even understand what's about to happen? Because... We were about to see some of the results of the convergence, and then before we reach any sort of climax whatsoever, Zero ate the goldfish. We were entering an untenable position. I love it. No, I love it so much because it's just like no one actually got to see what transpired or how it unfolded or what went beyond just that weird sort of celestial and... Like the, the the whole axis and rotation stuff changing, but that's all we saw, right? And then also the military response because of the whole Bush Journal, hashtag Bush Journal fiasco. Um, so this time you are with Filbert. You've convinced him. I think that last we were we were talking about how you were convincing him to just like claim amnesia because of the explosion and trauma he just went through and somehow go back to face his family and then meet you on Friday night with, with his journal. Um, Technically Friday you, morning, right? Thursday Friday, night. Yeah, fr- Thursday night, Friday morning. Yeah, like super late slash early yep. to, 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 deal, to deal with whatever was going to happen. 
together. So he was kind of getting ready to head out. Um, but then as we were all kind of coming to an agreement on what the plan was supposed to be, there was the sounds of boots clomping down the street in the distance that some of you heard. So let's just pick right back up and we're in the room. And even Philbert at this point picks up on it and be like, oh shit, do you hear that? All right. How do we want to play it then? Doroth looks out the window. (laughs) You can't see anything just yet. Um, You know, you were able to kind of see some of the streets. Like Pregnart was like looking down and like waving to all the people and like blowing bubbles and shit or something like that. um, The last time, like the last reset or whatever. But uh, in this case, not even perceive. I mean, I rolled a five on perception. So I, I don't know. I, I you don't I'm hear anything staring blankly at the wall. I think yeah, probably that's what you do. It's what I do blankly at things. Just stare blankly at things. And then eventually something happens. I just bribed the front desk with a sausage. And then came right back up to the room, having missed most of the conversation. That's very true. Um, but Philbert does say, all right. Well, I mean, maybe, like, maybe my my dad might not already know where I am. Like, I'm not like I'm not sure if those are coming for us, but I don't want to be here when they find out. I don't think you should be either. He probably already if he's if he's scried on me and if he's if they, if they if they know where I am, if he's seen anything, then they probably already know who all of you are. So just like lay low, I guess. Mm, we're passable at that sometimes. <laughs> um. Is there like another way out of here? I'm sure we can find you a way. Boris opens the window she's in front of and points. Okay, I mean, I don't really feel like jumping out of a window today. Uh, are there people like <clears throat> out of this window? Is that an alley or is that a street? It's a, it's a street. Lots of people on the street. <laughs> people walk in, enjoying their day which is a Wednesday. We want to try the pocket trick again. We just need him to get out of the building inconspicuously. Well, he can't jump out of the window. But wait, wait, yeah. Actually, hold on. The pocket trick might work because when I'm in that space, that's, that's not really here. It's like not not here. Are you trying to say it's untraceable by magical means? Well, I like Actually, I'm not entirely sure. I've never really tested it. Surely you might I'm be able to. I'm pretty sure about this, actually. Uh, last time we were here, nobody at your school could see what was in my pockets when I was arrested. Kind of. You guys Good. really like to mess with the law. Clock's ticking. Let's go with it. Okay. You know just... how to hold your breath. Well, I mean, I don't hold my breath just yet. Let's not get to a point where I have to hold my breath. Okay, Boris? I got you. Don't worry. Can I trust you? Of course. Have I given you any reason not to trust me? And Boris holds her pocket open. Philbert, can you think of a place that would be uh, rather inconspicuous for you to just make your jaunty way home? Uh, I mean, my neighbor, my, my neighborhood is really guarded. I, I don't know. Can you just like, just take me somewhere close? Like, I'd rather approach by myself. Well, surely. I we'll just end at the maybe, park. Yeah. yeah, the the duck park. Okay. The duck park. 
Okay, whatever. And he hops in your pocket. All right. Uh, Boris throws on her fur coat from another pocket as her choice of disguise to leave the hotel. And that's the extent. Do you leave from the front door or from the window? Oh, yeah. Wait, I could make that. Boris just jumps out the window after putting on a fabulous fur coat anyway. Like fucking, uh, what is it? Assassin's Creed dives out the window and like lands in a pile of hay. Just that's so conveniently placed below the window. <laughs> I think I've already done this once. So yeah, let's go with it. There yeah. just happens okay, to perfect. be a pile of hay here too. It's canon yes. that Boris can do Assassin's Creed dives. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's young. Her knees aren't jacked up. She can probably do the superhero landing. I actually yeah, just take... keep the hay in my pocket and throw it out the window beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just pulling up piles of hay and just throwing them out windows. This is great. I love this visual, and I don't care if it's even feasible as a real thing that you could do. I, I it's amazing. Okay, Boris, you jump out the window. You're on ground level. You can hear the clomping of boots, and you can definitely see that there is a detachment of um, some of the Ulian guard and the mages that seem to accompany them wherever they go, um, heading down the street towards the hotel. There don't seem to be in any immediate pointing of fingers as you emerge from the hay uh, (laughs) (laughs) in your fur coat. (laughs) But um, yeah, they seem to be marching with intent. Perfect. I walk with intent in a different direction than they are walking. Um, yeah, you generally remember park, your way if back. If I remember that spot, yeah, you know, the way there. Sure. The rest of you in the hotel. What are you doing? Now, <clears throat> when scrying on us, they know probably that we're in this building. Do they know which room? Could they definitely tell what we look like? What do you think, Zero? Could I, should I do an Arcana check for that? Yeah, I haven't scried in. Looks at his wrist. 525 years. Do I know how it works? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. Do you have the spell scrying? I don't. I was curious if I could do an arcana check or if anybody else. I do know. know somebody. I do know somebody within this group who does have that spell that I did say that they could not use at a higher level, which I was wrong about, I will say for our audience, by the way. Um, You can cast spells at higher levels, even if they don't have additional effects. You just can't cast them at lower levels than where they are already occupied. So just take it as read. I was wrong again, and this will haunt me for the rest of my days as a DM. (laughs) Yeah, Javrel, I mean, if if you need some scrying done, I can do that. Um, no, I need to know how it works. All right, well, you just give me one second here, and I'll bring out my sheet music. Zero, um, while this is going on, is just going to walk over and knock on the bathroom door. I think you might need to get dressed in a bit of a hurry, Quinn. Or at least go invisible. Oh, well, that might not work. Um, you I was going to say, the door is closed, the do not disturb sign on it. You don't hear anything. Like, do they have to know who we are to scry on oh, us? Well, actually, no way. You, you, might, you might have heard Quinn make that little sound he makes whenever he casts invisibility on himself. 
Because I don't think that Quinn would pass up an opportunity to cast invisibility on himself. I'm just going to say that. And if Mike were here right now, he would have taken you up on that. I can guarantee it. <laughs> Whether, like, the fact that you've suggested, the, the mere fact that you've suggested it means that he's probably already done it. Yeah. Y'all really still want to know about Scrying? Uh, we need to know about how scrying works to know if they know what we look like or what our names are or where exactly we are in this building. They can create a sensor that would follow a target within 10 feet and see everything in the surroundings. Now, anything that can detect invisibility will see a floating orb trailing a target. Um, but the individual needs to make a wisdom saving throw modified by how well you know that target and the sort of physical connection you have to it. Probably they could track Philbert, but not necessarily us as well. That's good to know. Oh, do you know what happens when the target you're scrying suddenly um, leaves the plane? Spell fizzle or spell stay? Uh, it doesn't quite specify that. Um, let, let me pull up the full thing. I'm using an app, so... Got it right here. This might be one of those edge case things anyway, but now I'm interested in <clears throat> if the scry was on Filbert and it should have been, what happened when Filbert stepped into the pocket? Yeah. Um, it says you can choose to target a location if you've been there before. It doesn't say anything about that target. Scrying, it says scrying is limited to targets on the same plane. Oh, okay. That's right the first thing yeah yeah but when he leaves the plane does the scry stay in the location it was or does the spell fizzle it probably fizzles because it's not in the same plane of existence anymore but it is could have it could have fizzled while he was in you know like initially when he was in the pocket when he was first taken it is yeah we're assuming they tried again later yeah it's a concentration up to 10 minutes so if the spell was successful, if a creature were to theoretically leave the plane and then return within those 10 minutes, they may still have a ping on them. Right. And you can see everything within 10 feet of the person? Yeah, and it will follow them. You can see and hear through the sensor as well, so any conversation will be picked up. And that doesn't like a magical security though. camera. Um, All right. It's in our best interest to be somewhere that isn't here as quickly as we can. I don't think we're going to get in deeper shit for trying to not be here. Um, do we have any uh, viable escape options? I'm sure there's a back door. Should we tell the, the butler, uh, the bellboys not to let anyone in? I'm not sure we have enough gold for that. <laughs> I mean, you just, I don't think you understand just how far a fucking gold ingot goes when it comes to paying for things. Yes. Like, it's How like far walking, does it go it's, against it's, the sovereignty of the state and I mean, uh, the yes, archwizard uh, right. piloting it? You're absolutely right. But I just like, I want to, I, I want to make sure that everyone understands sort of the literal weight of like dropping like a gold brick on like the front desk of a hotel walking in being like, I don't want anyone to ask any fucking questions. Give me this room and let's never speak of <laughs> this again. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, if we're using Minecraft rules and then get us one ninth of a brick, right? Oh my God. <laughs> no, we're not using Minecraft rules. This is not Minecraft. 
and we gave them four ingots, I think, in total. So I'm pretty sure we could have. Yes, but one of those was to make sure that a hamster does not enter the premises at all within the next three days, and the other was to make sure that a very specific hamster is found. (laughs) So two of those bricks are accounted for for very specific and contradictory things. Not to mention a very delicious sausage. Well, I mean, it was one of your sausages. That seems redundant. I was going to say, I wasn't mentioning it, so I was specifically not mentioning it. Um, Do we look for a back exit or hide in a different room? It's either fine with me. Yes, if we don't have any other, um, say, uh, extra normal uh, ways out, I guess the mundane back entrance will have to do. Okay. Um, you can hear like some people like like talking now down the streets. So the clumping of boots is like now starting and stopping um, frequently. There's like people asking questions like, "Have you seen this boy?" Oh, okay. And like you can actually um, like you could like but like you can't like if you were like look out the window like you can't really like you still like stick your head out. You can't really see too far still, right? You can only kind of see up and down the street a, a little ways. Um, they must be close. Maybe they're like in a, na- like a neighboring street, or there's somewhere you know, like where like they they're definitely within earshot. Uh, but you can't see like a full detachment just looking out, at least on the street that your particular penthouse looks out onto. If they're asking people on the street, it seems we've made some assumptions that might not necessarily be true. Perhaps. Still probably best not to be here right now. It might be better to be here than on the street. Do you want to just get another room? Just hide in a different room? If they knew what room we were in, they wouldn't be asking random people on the street. That's a good point. Edric will do his best. Yeah. That, that's that's where I was going with uh, that we may have made some assumptions and I think I was one of the first ones to make it but if they're asking those questions we might need to be flexible here well Boris is already in the process of delivering um, Philbert close to home so yeah it's like you're in the room you can hear this conversation happening um, and eventually, the you can do you can see that parts of this detachment now spill out onto the street that you're looking down onto, and they're looking they're actually posting up like missing posters of Filbert with like an illustration of what he looks like on them. Oh yeah, they never landed a scry. If they did, they wouldn't have to do this. Hedrick will do his best to uh, say, "Hey, Filbert, you." Might want to put this back on. Filbert, Filbert's not here. Oh, oh, he's, he's, not. he's in a he's in a pocket and out a window. Oh, makes sense. Well, all right. Pregnart, your coat. Pregnart, you want to wear a disguise? Uh, Pregnart shifts into his his liquid form. <laughs> oh God, he's like yeah, these the Alex Mack form. I guess yeah, I, just, I, I just become a puddle. I guess that's a no. <laughs> all right, uh, let's let's boogie. I mean, if that's the case, let's let's get a move. Let's. Where, where are you gonna go? What's the plan? Like, okay, we're gonna boogie, but where are we gonna go? Is there think, a, a wave we from of, this wave? 
we were kind of waiting to see if they kind of filter off now because they're, yeah. they're putting up looking missing posters and they, they seem not... to be actually spreading out and yeah. just put, put like plastering these things across the streets. Yeah. If this, if this is the case, Gerald could actually use a long rest. Yeah. <laughs> In the middle of the day, <laughs> this guy, I said everything. Well, when you guys reset everything, like, everything reset. Like, yeah, but then I immediately tried to unclasp uh, the locks on the Holy guy, Grail. So this fucking guy. This has been okay. I just want to for those well, of you who to be fair for those of you who've been listening for a long time, right? Um, I think that if there's one thing we've established about Jarrell is that if there is an opportunity for a long rest anywhere, it doesn't matter what fucking time it is, he wants to take it. Like yep. this is this is like you have you have not <laughs> deviated from this like this thing yep. ever since you started playing with us and I just so many love that. so many attempted naps yeah but <laughs> to spring to the man's defense he was literally required to spend those spell slots I mean if you put a paladin in the Holy Grail in a room of course he's going to do literally everything in his toolbox to get the Holy <laughs> Grail because otherwise he wouldn't be a paladin I'm honestly I think everybody taking so a nap until this blows over doesn't sound like the worst idea it actually doesn't and you can yeah quinn probably breathes a sigh of relief from his spa experience (laughs) yeah (laughs) he was right all along it's just just a self-care day maybe we'll squeeze a hamster sism in you know maybe we won't um, but it's it's only gonna take you about uh, like twenty or so minutes, Boris, to get Fobert where he needs to go. So he's gonna have to come up for air at least, well, probably twice. Okay, so uh, nine minutes into her walk, Boris has confidently decided that she's not going to murder Filbert to pretty much end everything that's about to happen, um, and lets him come up for air. Um, for a moment, then, like, you know, literally just head out of the pocket and head back into the pocket when, like, nobody's looking. She, like, dives into an alley or whatever. And then spends the next nine minutes again debating if she should just let him suffocate in her pocket, despite the fact that, you know, he seems like a super sweet kid, but God, it would be so much easier to just not open the pocket and then, like, chooses again after nine minutes to open the pocket and let him breathe and, like, essentially continues this process until she gets to where she's going, just constantly debating murder the entire time. Right, so you get to the park. Um... Right now, the rest of the party is benefiting from a short rest, at least, for the time being, because it's the middle of the fucking day. I mean, <laughs> Jarrell, you can you can sleep for the next like six to eight hours if you really want to, or like pray, and just a long extended pray sesh. Um, but uh, that's going to occupy you for literally the entire day. Well, we're still on day one. We're still on day one. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, but you get to the park. There's people around. Like, you know, it's you're going to have to find, like, some way to inconspicuously pull a person out of your pocket. Um, so I'm really just going to challenge you with describing how you do that and, like, where you try to where you try to do that. This park has got, like, trees and stuff around it, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. I'm just... I mean, I'm... it's, like, it's, it's, it's rather open. It's large, but it's, yeah, there's trees and stuff. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna find like either a well placed wide tree or a very bushy tree and climb into it. You know what? That one. That one. That one. I find the bushiest tree I can. I climb into it and pull him out and just like sit him the on the tree. tree. Like, we're in the tree. <laughs> a tree that I am confident he will be able to climb out of. But like, this is my assessment as Boris thinking like, oh yeah, this is an easy tree to climb back out of. <laughs> And he just like looks down and he's like, uh, all right, I think I can make my way down. But you have to go. You have to go right now. These, they're, they're, like, if, if they haven't figured out where I am by now, they're, they're going to soon. And I don't want you to be anywhere near me when they do. I mean, I can take care of myself, but OK, if you think that's best, we'll see you on Thursday. Yeah, where I meet you, just at the where you're staying. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent decision that I can make myself as the leader of my group. Absolutely where we are staying. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, well, I, I guess I'll, I'll see you later. Um, I got Thanks, I guess. No problem. And Boris shoots him a couple of <laughs> finger guns and just like jumps out of the tree and runs through the park. Oh my god. <laughs> just dead sprint. <laughs> Narrow to run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, you, you know, so you get back to the garden and, you know, the party's kind of like just like unwinding. It seems like they're still there. So the boots were not a immediate threat. Hedrick is actually. Um, but you have noticed that there are there are missing posters posted up all over the streets now. Boris, as you're coming back with Filbert's face plastered on him. Offering a reward for any information done a combination of tearing some of them down when people are like not around to notice that I'm doing it and also drawing mustaches on several of them. Okay. Sounds Okay. Okay. But why? <laughs> She's a child. Imagine skipping, skipping down the block and then scribble a little mustache, keep skipping He's along. I like the next one gets an eye patch. <laughs> These hooligan kids defacing government property. Yeah, like vandalism was the least crime you could have done today. Mm-hmm. You had like, opportunities for so much more crime. Yeah, I mean, there there was an opportunity for child murder as a double entendre. Because a child would be murdered, but it's also a child no, I, doing the murdering. Yeah, I'll go home. So it's even and it's okay. Yes, no. that's exactly the legal interpretation. As your that's lawyer, not... I recommend it. <laughs> okay. I choose to believe the cop. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, the mug doesn't say world's best barrister on it. It says whatever it said when you first were using it, when you first arrived here in Ul. Oh. So whatever the mug of the boss had previously said, which I believe was world's best World's greatest airship pilot. I feel like it would default to that by now, just out of muscle memory. Right. Um, but it can't be changed again. <laughs> All right. So we're back in the hotel room again. Um, and uh, I guess like, you know, for like we do, like, is there an immediate plan of what y'all want to do? Like we got a day. 
you know, I want to make sure that y'all have every opportunity to explore whatever you want to or choose to explore during this particular reset or wipe or whatever we want to call it. Well, uh, I think that during the rest, um, Daryl can still have a conversation with Zero while resting, right? If it's a short rest, yeah. <laughs> okay, well then, I guess I won't. <laughs> if we're um, taking, are you really taking a long rest in the middle of the day? If I mean, are we are we for, are we fast forwarding time eight hours from now? I don't really have anything else I'd like to do today outside of the hamster is definitely a loose end. Um, <laughs> and inventing Thursday brunch is just a good idea. So. Yeah, it's like listen, we need to we're we're gonna save everything, but first we need to invent Thursday brunch, then we save the world. Then, then yes. we exercise the hamster. Then we save the world. Literal self-actualization. We will invent the thing we enjoy the most. And <laughs> then we will go and do the rest of the stuff. We'll climb Maslow's pyramid all the way to the top and then work our way down, you know? Okay. Well, I guess we're taking a long rest in the middle of the day. I will I mean, say, I though. I am. I am. I don't okay, know. Okay, Jarell is. Yeah. Not... Okay. Zero does not need a long rest. He will spend time lubricating reason and, you know, probably doing some calibrations and some other weird science bullshit. Boris, what are you not? What, what do you, how, how are you not resting? Boris is not resting by going uh, out into the city and uh, legally acquiring with money uh, several goods from several different locations. And I'm just making a list right now, but we'll assume that she has no problem sleight of handing any of the things that she's looking for or paying for the ones that can't be sleight of handed. <laughs> I was okay. Well, we, yeah, we're going to say we're going to need to specify which ones you're purchasing and which ones you're five finger discounting. Okay. I, um, I'm, 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 I'll make a list here while you, you know, while like we go around. Everyone. Was there anything that Hedrick was intending on doing? Yeah. A couple of things. Um, he first, he knows that the likelihood of us getting split up in the next couple of days is very high. So he's searching for a magic item. He wants to find something that would help him communicate uh, beyond his message spell. Something that, uh, like a walkie-talkie, essentially. Yeah, well, walkie-talkies aren't really much of a thing. <laughs> Sending stones are. Sending stones are, yes. Um... The first thing he needs to do, though, is he needs to acquire some funds before he can search for such an item. And I think his his first instinct is to pilfer some coin from Jarrell while he's sleeping. Deaving from the party. Wow. Well, because honestly, Hedrick doesn't keep any money. He doesn't get paid. Like he might grab a little trinket. You might make tips there. here and yeah. there, but then you use that to buy drinks. Yeah, I've got two hundred gold on me, and he's not sure that's going to be enough. One hundred and sixty years in the past in the city of Ul. He doesn't carry. Yeah, the gold who knows ingots. what inflation was like back then? Yeah, he doesn't carry the gold ingots. <laughs> How many gold ingots do we even have left amongst the group at this point? It can't be many. Well, no, I, that's <laughs> well, not I mean, true. Boris has, 
Boreas has like an infinite amount, I feel like, but the rest not of an infinite head. amount. Sorry, an infinite amount of the gold, gold ingots. Ingots. Um, no, I have one case. I have a crate of ingots. They're not all gold. And they're not all gold. Okay. Exactly. I mean, how much value is well, an, you can't. Is an ingot? Like, a, like um, a, a gold ingot, is that like 500 gold or a thousand gold? That's like gold? a thousand, probably. Yeah, okay. I'm just, I know that's not our only currency, so Hedrick's looking for maybe like three to 500 gold. Yeah, but the actual, we, we did this in the last one, the actual gold we have on us is from the future, so the ingots right. were the only thing we had that was actually feasible currency in this timeline. Yeah. Well, so it's it, not like the gold coins from the future aren't, Gold Good, aren't made of gold. That's true. It's they just, just have the future date. Yeah, they say they're minted in a, for a date yeah. that doesn't exist. It draws a little bit of attention, attention that Hedrick is willing to pay for. A complication that you just don't have with <clears throat> sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really argue with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he likes to link his accounts together. Exactly. <laughs> Get out <laughs> with your sausage puns. <laughs> something, so, something um, about bringing home the bacon. Since uh, Hedrick remembers going into a shop earlier, um, I don't know. If earlier meaning the last time. Yeah, last guys, loop. Yeah, yeah. It, it, he vaguely feels like he can get a, a feel for the city. Um, he has experience playing music in cities and I feel like he would get by this point third time around a gist of where like some good neighborhoods would be to shop for such an item there was a great magic shop in that same plaza right near here that had where the um, where the bakery was and where the clothing shop was and and all that that bakery uh, you know is, is bumping this was the day where all this shit went down there Well, he definitely wants to do that. I mean, do you need me to roll anything to like no. try to get some coin? I'm good to go. Oh, wait, you want to get some coin from like busking? No, from Jarrell, just so oh, I can load up and, and leave the garden in to well, go. Well, Jarrell, where do you keep all of your money? Uh, I do have a purse. It says purse okay. with coins, but I don't. I, honestly, I haven't kept track of how much gold Jarrell's had since my actual player sheet at your house, friend. So I don't know how much gold Jarrell. I think you had like you had a disgusting amount of gold, if I recall correctly. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. Does Quinn keep a lot of gold? Because Quinn's in the bathtub. Oh, I actually I have no idea. Where I feel he keeps like we would gold. be breaking a cardinal rule of D and D by touching a player well, who isn't here. And I would naturally Not assume like that. Yes. That I would naturally assume Quinn, like myself, just expects people to pay for him. So he has no need to. Be I don't think I've actually ever weight. seen yeah. Quinn. I, I don't think I'm pretty sure the last time I saw Quinn pay for anything, it was for his ridiculously large hat yep. and his um, his flask. Yeah, the jeweled like flask. The jeweled flask. I'm pretty sure that's like the last thing he actually <clears throat> personally spent money on. Well, I know you've you kind of waved the hand on some of my spell casting in the past. Uh-huh. Um, as far as, you know, liquid funds that the group can use. Uh-huh. 
Uh, well, you know, to be honest with you, we haven't had to deal with shopping in a very, very long time, seeing as how we haven't really been in a, in a place or in planes of existence or really in any situations where shopping was on the table for very long. Yeah. Then I mentioned how many things can at, at our level can you buy that are better than what you have? Like stores don't sell the kind like stores don't sell an upgrade for Jarrell's sword. Right, but a sending stone could be something. It's like I mean, these are they're they're, they're like wondrous Minor, items. Yeah, but it's it's enchantment magic. I, I wouldn't. It is. They're but so they are wondrous un- items. Well, they are they are they are uncommon, but not super rare. Yeah, I forget that actually magic items would be on sale in wool, wouldn't they? They would be. Yeah, ones that you know you bought scrolls that unfortunately are gone now. That's the other thing. Like, we can buy what we need here. There's a lot of Ooh. tools in our toolbox. We just need to reach for them. If I recall correctly, Jarrell had something like 10,000 gold. That's what I was figuring. And, and y'all had more, like, stashed in the mountains. Oh, yeah, we have tons stashed in that mountain. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, we never did go back for that, did we? We got a little bu- We got a little busy. Yeah, been hearing about that since y'all picked me up from the Giants. So. I mean, you have so much money stashed in the mountains in the future. <laughs> <laughs> like we probably have enough in resources that money literally becomes meaningless to us, and we just kind of left it in a mountain somewhere. Yeah, well, that's your retirement fund. That's just your. That's your. It's just a, it's uh, it's sitting there making sure that uh, no one else touches it. Her retirement fund is surviving to retirement. We call them uh, frozen assets, huh? Because it was it was a frozen ah! mountain, and there were and there were ice dragons. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Um, so, Pregnart, you feel like uh, running an errand with me? Yeah, always. All right, I just turn turn around. I don't want you to see this, and I'll try okay. to I'll try to pickpocket Jarrell. I start counting. Well, by pickpocketing, you would probably need to take the entire sack because um, I'm pretty sure something like 10,000 gold coins is a tremendous amount of gold coins. Jarrell is open mouth, head back, snoring on the bed. <laughs> you do you know. You can take the whole purse. You do know that if you asked him, you <laughs> it wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> But he's sleeping, and no one wants yeah, to disrupt yeah. Darrell during his beauty rest. Yeah, it comes at the cost of your long rest. Hedrick uh, doesn't want that, anyways. He's going to take, uh, you know, let's say six hundred gold, and then okay. leave leave the purse right next to him. Okay, sounds good. All right. We can and even say uh, that maybe there's some gold pieces that like are worth like multiple. Who fucking cares? I don't know. I hate tracking like gold coinage and stuff like this, as far as like, you know, the weight of it. Because, but it can get insane when you're carrying around like thousands of like gold coins, right? If we think about coinage being the currency, right. it's just nuts. Um, multiple sacks with the dollar sign etched into the yeah. side, just hanging off of your hip. Pretty much, right? And like, yeah, you're, no one's going to rob you. Um, so Hedrick's Although, gonna, to be honest with you, with how armed you guys are, I don't think anyone would fucking dare try to rob you. <laughs> Hedrick's going to make his way uh, to this neighborhood, to the magic shop, uh, mm-hmm. and sing a little song to himself. We thought 
we knew Ebenezer, but it was Filbert all along. If we're caught or arrested, just eat the fish time <laughs> after time. If we fall, who will catch us? Hoblet or Felix? Time after time. Beautiful. I'm getting a little misty-eyed. Boris applauds as she's leaving the magic shop and walks past them. <laughs> um, sending stones are on sale here. They're 2,000 gold a pop. 2,000. That's a lot. It is a lot. Uh, Hedrick will have to go back and uh, try to... He's not going to cause any more trouble for the entire group trying to swindle someone when he doesn't even have half of the price they're asking for. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. I didn't realize it would be so pricey. I'll be right back with some more funds. If, if, if you want a hand wave, Hedrick will just leave his 800 yeah. and then take the 9400. Like, just put these on hold for me. I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. You have a layaway system. <laughs> <laughs> they do, in fact. It's funny, like layline. <laughs> layaway. Lay oh my god! Stop. Nice. But yeah, so for four thousand gold, you can get yourself. Right, I'm sorry, it's two thousand gold a pair. My bad. I was looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, one doesn't do you much good though. Right, it's two thousand gold a pair. All right, so now I'm writing 9,400 gold in my purse, and Jarrell's got a sack full of 800 next to him. Not that anybody cares. <laughs> How many sending stones are you buying? I'm just going to buy the, the pair. Just the pair, okay. I, I figure we, we traditionally separate into groups. We'll have group so, A, well, yeah, group one B. That's that so great. At least got something. That's so great. Okay, sounds good. Oh, I love that. Okay. So you have yourself a pair of sending stones. These, I mean, these pretty much work like walkie talkies. Um, they're each smooth, like they're, the smooth stone is carved to match the other. So the pairing is easily recognized. Um, and whenever you touch one stone, you can use the action, an action to cast the sending spell from it. And the target is the bearer of the other stone. If no creature bears the other stone, you know that fact as soon as you use the stone and don't cast the spell. Um, the thing is, once you cast this through the stones, you can't use them again until the next dawn. It might make a difference. We'll, we'll get all the gold back. It doesn't matter. It just might give us an edge. Yeah, but just letting you know, right? This is a once a day use, so make, make the communication count when it's right. at a distance. Because um, sending only lasts for one round. So you send a short message, 25 words or less, to a creature you're familiar with, in this case, the person who's holding their stone, and they can um, respond in the same way. 25 words or less. 5% chance the message apparently does not arrive if someone's on a different plane of existence. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. You have the sending stones. Um, and I guess we'll, are we about to fast track our way to the evening? Pregnant. Pregnant. 
Are you, uh, are you looking for anything? I seem to have a little spare change here. I have all the currency I need, thank you. Well, no, I was just curious if there would be maybe an item or a baked good that might, uh, you know, pacify you for the next hour. Don't tell me. (laughs) Uh, are there any sausage or, uh, cured meat related items that I can see? Um, there, yeah, we didn't see one the first time. We were focused on the bakery. Let me see. Um, there is a butcher down the street that may have some form of sausage links available. And there is also that bakery, um, that you visited before. Hmm. You know, I'm not gonna derail us any 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 further. I think if if nothing is really like uh, in the line of sight of Pregnart right now, he's not really concerned with it. That's fair. Okay. Um, I have I have a list for Boris for you of things that I acquired during the day, if you'd like. <laughs> yes, please. I'd like to read it. So over. Do you just want me to send it to well, you? Well, DM it to me, and I'll uh, I'll give people the skinny when it's when it's necessary. Yes. Love how Hedrick has to fight for one fucking magic item. <laughs> Boris uh-huh. is like, let me give you the list. Hey, listen, we established this. And, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I have to. I also have to uh, make sure that I read through this list and approve of everything before we go through it. I will note several of these things Boris would have paid for, knowing that that's just going to be easier in this particular instance. Also, several of these items are just in case we actually do this right. Okay. And the items so, get to stay in my pockets. Um, one of the things that you're not going to be able to get is the autograph of Wool's most popular athlete. Oh, come on! Mainly because professional sports aren't necessarily like they are and are not a thing right now mm-hmm. Will's most popular musician somebody fa- this is this is my my money in the mountains that's gonna well i'm gonna tell you that's gonna take a lot more time versus money to well, acquire I mean, I'm not, something like i'm that. not looking to seek out the autograph i mean is there a store i can go into that's just gonna like sell me like that kind of stuff actually no oh okay well not the autograph then you'll be able to find magic wands no problem Jewelry, no problem. A pie. Are you going to the bakery? I go to the bakery and I get a pie. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, it's the same dwarves working. And, uh, but you wouldn't have known because you weren't there for the first purchasing of the pie. So you have no idea what Maven looks like. No. But yes. Yeah, it's there's just some a dwarves working. It's a normal pie transaction well, for me. What <laughs> kind of pie? You didn't specify. Specify. A, a meat pie. A meat pie. Yeah. Okay. Any particular meat? I don't ask for any particular one. I guess I go with whatever is like recommended to me. You get a sausage pie. Pies. Okay. Um, a handcraft, handcrafted hand crossbow. Yep, that checks out. Uh, the t-shirt is great. The <laughs> pair of sneakers, pair of tight denim pants, or pair tight pair of denim pants, plain white t-shirt, and a leather jacket. Yeah, fuck it. I like it. And a, a cute dress. And a cute dress, absolutely. These are all pretty mundane things. Oh, it's probably we're still committed to he's all that. Well, I mean, this is like he's all that meets Grace Lightning based on the outfit I chose, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I love it. And um, yeah, none of that seems unreasonable, except for, again, the autograph of someone popular. Like, you're going to have to work for that. You don't even know who someone popular is in this time. In the world. Ebenezer. <laughs> Go get Ebenezer's autograph. Yeah. <laughs> he is pretty popular. Yeah, we're looking for value. Wow. Like a star athlete that might not be alive next year. Boris is doing this with dollar signs in her eyes. <laughs> well, you have to understand the whole world kind of changes um, <laughs> after the events that are may or may not transpire in the next couple days. So who knows? Um, but yeah, everything else on your list, absolutely, absolutely doable. You have all of those things. Excellent. So we're going to fast forward tonight. I guess it's a long rest for Jarrell. Oh, sorry, Boris. I guess when I get back, I immediately provide the pie to Pregnart if he's already back, or when he gets back, I have the pie ready on the table for him. Yay. You have a sausage pie, Pregnart. Hooray. Is that the sausage pie? I do. I do see. It is. It is. Wow, I love this. I love this for me. That's so nice. I take out my fork and knife that I, I keep uh, cartoonishly tucked away in my vest. Absolutely. And I tie a hanky around my neck. It has a picture of a pie on it. <laughs> and I dig in. All right, Jarrell, you awaken from your slumber. It's like 8 p.m. You awake because um, you're being fed a, a, a fork full of pie. <laughs> Oh, great. Fantastic. <laughs> yes, you awaken to a fork full of pie in your face. Meat pie. Meat you feel well pie. rested. Yep. Good for you, Jarrell. Now you're going to be up all night. Wish that's fine. <laughs> you sound like <laughs> his miffed parent. Well, I hope you're happy with yourself. You're going to be up all night, Jarrell. <laughs> Okay, just ask Quinn to magically put you to sleep later or something. I don't know. <laughs> he is very good at that. Is Quinn um, still in the tub eight hours later? He's doing something. Very pruny. Very pruny. <laughs> that or he Not might harass that, a man about his ablutions. <laughs> no, maybe at this point he's probably gone to like his own little private room and he's you know just continuing his me time there. Um, so. What I will say, though, is that there is a knock at the door. Room service. Uh-oh. Pregnart goes to answer it. Place your bets, hamster or no hamster. <laughs> um, it's, it's, the per it's the person from the next day. The first person you had been interacting with. Um, the one that you had put through. Uh, his name was Nate, if I recall. Okay. Um. He's the one that had witnessed the hamstercism and was put to sleep, this guy. I answer yep. the door, I say. Oh, hello. Hi, um, just changing over uh, shifts here. And, you know, my colleague had explained. Yes, do you have the thing. hamster yet? So I just wanted to confirm. Did you or did you not like she they, they seem to point, be very pregnant closes the door a little bit. <laughs> as to be secretive and he says listen listen to me I'm I'm the one in charge of hamster business so you listen to me 
and you get us the hamster, please. <laughs> and he reaches in. He fishes around for like the nice sausage that he has <laughs> hidden in his pocket. It's like a really it's like a really good one. It's like wrapped up. It's not it's not it's not like in the regular pickling liquid. It's some like good like high end induya. What is it oh, called? Oh wow. Induya. 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 yeah. Yeah. It's induya. And uh I say listen. This is some some high end stuff. This is some good <laughs> induya. And induya pretty well to get me that hamster. Alright? <laughs> you get me? Okay. If you okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you are you picking up the sausage that I'm putting down? <laughs> he takes the sausage from you and he just says sure uh, I just I don't okay I, I'll, I'll find it. I, I, from what I understand it's supposed to be a hamster riding a unicycle wearing a little hat and he whistles a little song he whistles a little song okay yeah I mean I will I will see what I can and why are we whispering because I am the one in charge of the hamster business. <laughs> Do you have okay, any sir. more questions? Uh, is there anything else I can help you with? We need some bath bombs, please. Any particular kind you're looking for? Mm -hmm. I don't want to stretch you too thin, so just the lavender ones. Sure, I'll be right back. Just leave them outside the door. No need for any further contact. <laughs> it may confuse the hamster situation, and we don't want. To I don't want to see. Leave. I don't want to see your face again. Do you have my hamster? Oh. Hey, nerd, who are you talking to? Nobody. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> and it closes the door. Man, yeah, you, um, they just wanted to see uh, how many bath bombs we wanted. I said, uh, "Just a, that's the lavender ones, thank you." Then I said um, goodbye. Sure. Roll. Boris strides over to the door, whips it open, and just without even looking into the hallway, just yells, "No hamsters!" And then she doesn't the mean that. Again. No. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I she doesn't. Know, she's talking about another thing. It is a homophone for a hamster. It's a different subject. The hamster we were talking about is the same. Nothing has changed. <laughs> oh fuck! Great, clear as mud. Ah. Uh, uh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. I mean, they're, they're, they're gone. Good. I'm, I'm sure if you check outside of your door in a little while, there may be some lavender bath bombs. Good. There may or may not be a hamster incoming. I guess we'll see. Awesome. I'm hoping for the May. 
Um, but we're going to go ahead and, I guess, fast forward. I mean, are we doing anything else with this night? We're just going to go on to day two. Um, <clears throat> now that Jarrell is uh, awake and ready, uh, would we like to go uh, visit... What was the name of the dwarf that Hollow was friends with? Maven the Baker. Maven the Baker? Yeah. No, Maven. no, not him. Hob- the other dwarf Hob-Nob-Lit. that had. Yeah. Oh, Hobnobson. Do we want to go visit them and have them be the place that we invent Thursday brunch at? That's where you invented it before. At, um, if I recall correctly, it was the. Um, the village in that was like the villag in because the e had been mysteriously and uh, like literally chopped off the sign but boris had i thought replaced it and put it at the end of the in part so it's the villag not in. anymore not anymore that's right oh yeah i just don't feel like it would be right to create thursday brunch without drinking all day at that place beforehand <laughs> all night <laughs> Well, geez, don't twist their arms or anything. Anyone else up for a night of drinking? Edric's tuning his loot. Last time you were there, I'm pretty sure Boris was, you know, had gotten involved with, uh, was it Kieran Tilvani and, uh, oh, yeah. And Timble Tumble, Timble Tum Tumble. Oh, yeah. Were the two you were playing, uh, dice with or whatever? Mm hmm. Dominoes or whatever games we were playing back there, like gambling, card games, and we, all that stuff. Where we found out where the house was, right? Yeah, you had learned from them because they they had you know tried to case the join. We're just like they gave up on that a long time ago. But you know they thought you were crazy when you said you wanted to like rob Ebenezer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can sense. go there. They operate out of Chuck's Dive though, CDs. If I recall correctly, my little notepad here. Yeah, it's not the sort of place we want to invent Thursday brunch, though. Right. No, but I remember Pregnar and Tiny got along really well. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Yeah, let's go back to Tiny. <laughs> <laughs> so let's wait, wait, wait. Again, Villag I feel like in? that was just like another or Chuck's lucky... dive. I think well, we're only. I think we're only going to get away with creating Thursday brunch at the Villag Inn if we say that Hoblet sent us. If yeah. We don't, if we don't have that extra bit, they're That's not going to... That's true. If you're going to show yeah. up there without Hoblet... Chuck's dive doesn't work without our referral, so to speak, from the dice game at the Villag Inn. Right. Well, that was going during the day for business, but, I mean, if you're just going to go and hit up the dive for drinks... I don't think you need to be anything special to get in there. You guys went during the day. Right. To Chuck's dive. The morning. They, actually. Yeah. Like, no, you're not going to really see a dive bar, like, too busy in the morning. Like, I remember mentioning the table, you know, like, the, the bar stools and stuff like that were still up on the counter. Like, they hadn't opened up for the day. But it might be bumping right now. You don't know. You've never been there at night before. It's up to you. Listen, listen. This is this is an important decision because if everything goes right for you guys this time around, I mean, like, like no matter what, like you have to make sure that if this is something that you want to make sure that you have a hand in inventing, that you do it in the right place. Yeah, I think the Villag Inn is the one. It worked so well for us. We know that um, 
Pedrick can perform again. We know they have a grill and all the stuff required to make the food. Yeah, there was a kitchen in the back. It was not, if I remember correctly, it had not been used in some time. Yeah, but Pregnant works wonders. So. He sure did. To the villa again, then? Yeah, if uh, Qu- Quinn's going to stay in his quarters. Uh, it sounds Hedrick, like it. Hedrick will just pop in and say, uh, hey, we're off. We'll be back. We're going to that villa again to get drunk, and we'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah, he might join you. He may not. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, you get to the Villag Inn and it's uh, the same rowdy crowd as it was the first time you guys were here. Um, you know, this, I'm pretty sure this is the same place that Pregnard was asking around to like find people yep. who were like apocalypse sayers or it was Hedrick and then <laughs> Pregnard was just walking sayers. around. Pregnard was just sauntering up to people, I'm pretty sure, and just being like, yeah. hey, do you think the apocalypse is tonight? Yeah, that is normal behavior, Fran. It's not. Yeah, it's it's just funny to do when the apocalypse is nigh to ask around if people know about it. I'm pretty sure there were specific ground rules put in place with by zero this time around that we were not going to be telling everybody around us that the apocalypse is nigh. Yeah. Does Pregnant remember that? (laughs) I mean, I think you did because you said you were. I remember I think you had verbatim said to somebody that the apocalypse was definitely not happening in a few days. Yeah, that was at the splash pad. That was like yesterday or something, wasn't it? That's it was the, like eight hours. This ago. is the same day. It is <laughs> yeah, the same it's like day. Forever still. ago. Oh, excuse me. It may I'm as well so have been like thirty thousand months ago. Who even knows when wow. that was by now? It's crazy yeah. how long ago that was. However long that is in frog years. It's like frog eons. Wow. Excuse me. Eight hours. Frog. Well, either way, we're at the bar. Uh, Jarl introduces himself to Hobnobson. Uh, explains that uh, Hoblet specifically rep- recommended this bar uh, and asks if the bar Hob would like to have a drink um, to like a toast to Hoblet. Oh, the dwarven ale or the dwarven wine that Boris has? Like, no, I- I'd say it's just the normal stuff right now. Yeah, we say, oh, you're a friend of Hoblet. Uh, how do you how do you know Hoblet? You look a little too fine to do for someone who hangs out with this guy. Um, I feel like Jarrell and Hobnobson just go back and forth with war stories of Hoblet for like the entire night. Wait, wait what stories are you telling him? Because if you're telling him, you're, you might be telling him something that happened like in the fucking future. I mean, I think Jarrell would know to keep it vague enough. <laughs> yeah, but are you talking about like slaying undead and shit like that? Or are you talking about like. He know, tells about just... that one time that uh, Hoblet and Peridil um, shoved a guy into a pizza oven in front of an orphanage of children. <laughs> I don't know if Jarrell knows <laughs> that. The one time that Hoblet blasted down the doors at the temple in High Rock. Jarrell definitely <laughs> knows that one. Any other any others uh, come to mind? Uh, anyone? Uh, the s- several dragon fights. The quest uh, for the, oh, the dragon piece. fights. Beholders. Uh-huh. The okay. gallons of upon gallons of alcohol you've drank in each other's presence. <laughs> right. Wow, Hoblet's been busy over the years, huh? I feel like I've only see, saw him like two years ago. He's doing well for himself, I believe. Uh, he seems to come a long way in a couple of years. He's a young dwarf. Uh, Jarrell just kind of smiles and nods 
he's not gonna like yeah he's trying not to give away the fact that we're from hundreds of years in the future <laughs> yeah well here you are both you are welcomed there as friends of hoblet um you are not getting free drinks but you are definitely getting yeah, i would expect them cheaper drinks occasionally uh, jarrell will buy a, ra- a whole round for the everybody at the bar and like all sorts of stuff wow like that. you notice that your coin purse is lighter <laughs> he's not uh with the party that he's rolling with, he's whatever. <laughs> whatever someone. Hedrick will step in and say, "This one's on me." Pregnant walks up to the bar as well, and uh, says, and you pull out the change that you had from what you took from Jarrell and put it on the counter. <laughs> Sorry, Pregnant, go ahead. Pregnant walks up to the bar and he says, uh, "One, please." Um, one, one, what? Plain. A plain what? Plain drink, please. Just one. I do. You, do you want water? Or like an ale? Yeah, what? Water and ale. Like together in the same in the same cup? Yeah, that's what people usually do, right? That's plain drink. Oh. oh. Of course, the customer is always always right here at the village inn. Yeah, that's a good drink to have. Um, you see him go to a tap and pour half of a mug of ale, <laughs> and then you see him go to like a barrel full of water and fill it up the rest of the way with water, and then he hands it to you. I take a sip. It tastes like watered down ale. I do not like it. And um, <laughs> I use shape water discreetly to make it uh, go in a very thin, undetectable line down whatever drain they have behind the bar. <laughs> and it's I pretend just like to drink literally it. like a hole in the floor. Yeah, I pretend I I lift up the mug and I go a glug 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 mm, drinking, and then it, it's actually shaping water down into a drain. I don't even know why I bothered entertaining that. That is just the strangest thing. <laughs> a fucking ale with water. <laughs> I don't think Pregnart likes it. No, I don't. I mean, it's it's watered down beer or ale. Listen, it's he was feeling left out. I think the last time he just had like a glass of milk or something at the bar. He wanted to see what Who this, just uh, drinks milk? I don't know, Pregnart. He's a wholesome <laughs> little guy. I guess so. Um, all right. Well, we spend the night drinking and carousing our way through the village in, and uh, it's, uh, you assume are we taking rooms here? Like, if you're, if you're trying to invent Thursday brunch, what do you like? You have your penthouse suite, but you're just gonna like spend the night at the fucking inn. Or are you gonna just gonna party all night and then have brunch in the morning and then go to sleep? That was most of the plan. Yeah, Hedrick is playing though. He takes every opportunity he can. Oh yeah, you're performing again. Another... You were you were very much able to to get up on stage. Silver so uh... just still chilling out in that tree. No, Ooh. he climbed down. <laughs> Hopefully, we didn't actually see. Presumably, that <laughs> <laughs> we kind of left him to his own devices. <laughs> like you I'm know, just wondering. <laughs> you can only hope that he's going to meet up with you tomorrow night. If not, we know which tree to look in. <laughs> and we also know we can definitely scry on him, so. 
Well, you know him now, personally, so yeah, you could. Yes. Okay, but, so, but, I, just, but I just want to I just want to be clear, right, to make sure I know where we're capping this, is that the plan is to party all night straight up into brunch. She's yep. not partying. She is playing cards. Boris is playing cards. Right. Or dice okay. or whatever it was. Or, yeah. But everyone's plan is to pull an all-nighter here and then invent brunch in the morning. Hedrick had a short rest. He got the Mm -hmm. stones. Um, Uh He decides if somebody is going to stay up all night, i.e. Jarrell, he will hand him one of the stones. He's then going to perform and try to accumulate enough tips to get a room for the night and expect that, you know, Everything can just go whoever there needs it can just go there. <laughs> he can play for the room, and well, he's going to need rest at some point. Okay, because he only that sounds had, good. He only had a short rest. He you will definitely be able to make more than enough money performing to probably earn yourself just room and board for the night yourself without having to pay for it. Like, like you, you pulling in the business is going to more than pay for your your stay there. Pregnart will try to mooch off that room because he is like a child and will not be able to pull an all-nighter, I presume. Okay, that's fair. Great. Hedrick's so gonna, we do that. Um, he's going to sing about our fair captain. Oh, without him here, let's do it. Michael, listen to this eventually. Everybody listen to me Sing about our Captain Quinn Dressed in fashion, everlasting, and bringing courage from within. He's our master of the oceans. It's the birthright of his kin. He's our captain, oh, he's our captain, though I've never seen him swim. He's (laughs) our captain, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Wow. Oh, that last little yeah. dig, though. <laughs> I've never seen him swim. <laughs> it's not necessarily uh, a dig. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's the facts of the matter. It's just really funny. Okay, great. It is now, I guess, the dawn of the second day. Yep. Yeah. See, we can get away with this sort of stuff because we got ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Carl's uh, waking up pregnant, and we're yeah. getting to the pancakes. Again, the same kind of confusion from um, from Hob Nobson because he's just like, who would eat brunch on a Thursday? Right. But you guys are insistent. And he, again, reluctantly agrees in the same way he was coerced last time. And you proceed to invent Thursday brunch. Does the menu deviate at all? Or are we back yeah, the same? Um, we're doing like uh, pancakes and sardines and ten cheese omelets. And, <laughs> ten uh, cheese omelets. <laughs> Hedrick's definitely yeah. um, he wants to implement the hash browns uh, and maybe sort of like a Western style where peppers and onions and everything are with the tomatoes, and then everything gets piled on top, sort of your garbage plate style brunch. Okay. Yeah. With a little whipped cream on top as well. Zero leans into the table on behalf of my uh, departed kinsman. Should we invent the goat's milk mimosa 
in his absence. You hear you Hobnobs and be like, A goat's milk mimosa! I've been making Hoblet those for as long as we've known each other! That guy is fucking weird as hell! We could call him a smasher. <laughs> I never thought about serving it, because who the fuck would order that? Well, if it was called a smasher, you might get a couple more sales. <laughs> Alright, fuck it, I'll run it, why not? <laughs> Alright, well, third... Thursday brunch has been invented once again by you. And with that, as we enter into our second day, I unfortunately have to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. Oh, sadness. Um, but before we call this episode, we're going to do one of those little camera cuts again. And uh, we're going to go to the lobby of the hotel of the Garden Inn. You're going to see two hotel employees having a conversation with each other. Hey, have you seen Nate? No, he he left at some point during his shift last night and he never came back. And then he never, you know, and we don't know, we don't know what happened to him. That's weird. I mean, that's uh, kind of kind of spooky, don't you think? I mean, first the Ebenezer's kid goes missing and then no, I guess. Do you think that you know something's going on here? No, he. There's some weird people up in that penthouse upstairs. They probably just, you know, he's probably doing something for them. I don't know. They said not to ask any questions, so you know he's probably okay. Yeah, he's probably okay. And roll credits. If you like us, dear audience, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Instagram and Twitter. Just look for at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Facebook and Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Those places will have sticky posts or notes in our description, descriptions or bios that will have a link for our Discord server, which is where you can meet, interact, and chat with us. It's a cool little place to hang out, speak with other folks who love D&D, or just share pictures of your cool animals, or talk to us about podcasting, or even just things that have nothing to do with any of that stuff. And you can also post your delicious foods or food crimes in our Foodstuffs channel. We're looking for a good balance there because, you know, we've, we've seen some swings of either too much food, too many food crimes that make me want to just lose faith in humanity, and then also the most, some very, very delicious food that all of you have created. Um, so yeah, please help maintain the balance in that channel and join our Discord server. We'd love to see you there. If you really, really like us, though, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Um, helps us grow in the ranks, you know, get us popping up in that algorithm and making people see this show and be like, oh, I want to listen to those guys. Let's see what they're all about. Um, honestly, it helps a lot. And we also just love reading the kind of words you say. If your podcast service doesn't allow you to leave reviews, we actually have a channel in our Discord server called Five Stars, where if you say some nice things about us in there, hey, we're going to say some nice things about you right back on the air. Yes, you. I'm talking about you, Sean Dewar. I probably said that wrong. Uh, in Discord, he said, after listening to 225 episodes, you guys keep me laughing all night as I work. So far, I haven't decided if Boris or Hoblet is my spirit animal yet. Keep up the great entertainment. Also, I played a dwarf in my last one shot in Hoblet fashion. I golfed swing for a crotch shot finish with my Warhammer. Man, Hoblet just seems to inspire so many dwarf players, I feel like. James has left like a lasting impact on people who play dwarves. And I just... 
I, I don't think that like he fully grasps that sometimes like when I tell him these things where it's like dude like people like really feel like Hobbit is their spirit animal like I don't know what it is about <laughs> Hobbit but like it, he resonates with so many people and now Boris too right like these are just chaotic yet like driven care yeah I just think it's yep. hilarious well he, he Sean the essence. yeah you hit the <laughs> essence so Sean um thank you so much for your kind words you are a five-star human too my guy yeah, uh, but if you really 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 like us you could donate to our patreon just go to patreon.com slash heroes check out the rewards see if any of that means anything to you um some of you may have noticed that uh, may or may not by the time you're listening to this um that one chip challenge that we were talking about doing well uh we can't they're not available right now for 2022 but they will be i'm sure at some point and so when that happens then we will do that thing i've generally grasp video editing at least well enough to do a small clip of all of us in one discord call just looking like probably we're gonna have a bad time with spicy foods but we'll do it for you and all the hard-earned money that you've donated to us because we love you and we want to just i don't know we'll torture ourselves for you i guess because we're just we're gluttons for punishment also i love spicy food but not everyone here um shares that uh with me I think all of us who are doing it, though, we're pretty much ready to handle it, I think. I'm right? ready. Yeah. So when it when it does become available for this year, we will keep you all posted. And I'll, I'll I'm going to get two. You're going to get two. Yeah. Like, like I don't understand. I'm going to get a two can, chip challenge. It's, it's literally called a one chip challenge. For, but you know what? Whatever. I'm going to do right. a two this chip man is challenge. To, this man is willing to go the tags. extra mile for you, our dear patrons. So, you know, just... I guess you know. Was it smash that like? Fran button. is gonna do a three chip challenge. I'm not. I talked him out. I tried to talk him out of not, it. He said no. I, I want to eat three or four of the chips. <laughs> I'm all set on that. And if you anyways, like us right now, you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal. Write a series of novels about a dolphin boy who wants to become uh, the Grand Wizard of the KKK to reform no! the organization no! from the no. inside. No, no, no. I said nope. to reform the organization from the inside. I, I don't want to go anywhere near this. I don't want to go anywhere near this. I'm sorry. I am vetoing this if you really love us. I haven't had to do that in a long time, but this one I am vetoing. The Harry Carey one was great. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to. I think we're gonna have to roll with it, Fran. That's what we got, Fran. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? I said it's a dolphin boy who wants to become <laughs> the Grand Wizard of the KKK. In order, Fran. Fran, are you listening? And this is important. I'm listening to reform the organization <laughs> from the inside. Uh huh. And he can do it because they wear hoods, Fran, and because nobody's gonna know that he's a dolphin boy, okay? See, like a bottleneck dolphin? Where, like, yeah, a bottleneck dolphin who's a boy. Pinocchio it can't get any more clear than that. It's not, it can't get any clearer, okay? I just don't know if I want to Fran, this. Fran, this. <laughs> this episode is labeled as explicit, okay? This is fine. It's Air not it, about it being explicit. It. It's we'll about telling it people today. <laughs> we'll do it live, okay? <laughs> I'm We're sorry, Ryan. This Hawk. episode aired. It's just going to be like, if you really love us, write a book about a dolphin boy, and that's just where it's <laughs> cut No, off. this is going to make it to air. This is great. This is good content. 
Well, I guess I have to now. If 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 any if there is any backlash for this, just know that it's all Zach's fault, and I think it's my <laughs> fault because Fran allowed me to do it, so it's technically Fran's fault. And I think the three chip challenge went to his head. <laughs> I think. I think as a DM, he let it happen. As an editor, he's going to cut in a clip where, and he becomes the grand clip. I'm sorry, folks. I'm, I'm not legally able to air the next section of this clip. I just, well, it's, it has nothing to do with legal. It's just about how comfortable am, am I airing something like that? The ever-increasing sound of static. It's good. Air it. Let's, let's, roll, let's run with it. Let's fuck this chicken. Roll credits. All right, cool. I guess we're all getting canceled. So for the last time, I will outro my cast starting at my virtual I just suggested it, man. Somebody else is going to get canceled for writing this novel series. That's crazy. (laughs) If somebody actually does it, they're fucking sick. That's sick to do. Stop. We're stopping this madness right now. So... On my right, we've had John playing Lord Jarrell the Light. Until next time. Zach as Pregnart. I hope that hamster comes soon. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. I hope we don't run into any dolphin people. Nicole as Boris the Busher. I hope that tree wasn't too tall. Dave is zero valence avatar of war. Good night, everyone. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. Uh, you, we may or may not be back next week because we might get canceled. But bye now. Yeah, try and cancel. Uh, Dibbly dog, dare you? <laughs>